Summer is almost here, and I thought it might be cool to talk about perhaps hosting an international exchange student, right? Because with social media, the world is getting so small. And what better way to introduce your children to other older other cultures throughout the world? You're listening to Family Planet 365, and we are going to explore hosting an international student today. Don't go anywhere. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me on this lovely Friday. I know I say that every week, but it truly is a lovely Friday. Happy Good Friday to those of you who celebrate the Easter holiday or the Easter weekend. It's nice and sunny here in Southern California, so we are always grateful for wonderful weather. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Family Planet 365, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today, we are going to be talking about hosting an international student in your home. You know, a lot of um, our listeners are stay-at-home moms, and a lot of them actually homeschool their children and are always looking for creative ways to earn a um, an income, so to speak, or um, to teach their children and to provide other ways of learning because, you know, there's more learning to be done outside of the classroom. And so I know with the homeschool community, hosting an international student is a big hit and um, having children travel is also a big hit. So we're going to talk about how to bring them into your home. And, you know, with the, t- the changing times, I can honestly say it's kind of scary. But we have our um, expert who is from an organization called We Connect. We like French, like yes. So it's O-U-I, O-U, yeah, O-U-I, We Connect. Wendy Elgato will be here a little bit later to give us information about, you know, what should we consider if we're thinking about hosting a foreign exchange student? And one of the things I like about We Connect is the program is not all year long. You remember growing up, like maybe in the 90s, when there would be an international student in a home, in a home they would stay, it seemed like, for a year, maybe six months. But with We Connect, it's only a month. And I know it's like, well, is that enough time to really do anything? But Wendy will be here to share the deets and give us more information and insight because that's why Family Planet 365 is here to serve as a resource to you and to help you feel empowered and know that you don't have to figure this stuff out on your own. We come with topics every week to help you live your best life. Now, whether you're the mom or dad of one or plenty or many, we're here. So thank you for tuning in at Family Planet 365. What do you all have um, planned for Easter weekend? It's going to be pretty nice. We go into from Easter weekend to spring break. So I am looking forward to that because it's always nice to be able to kind of have your schedule and not have to get the kids out of the house and get them to school on time. I don't have to think about what we're going to pack for lunch. What are you going to wear tomorrow? Although they wear uniforms, but believe it or not, sometimes wearing uniforms can get kind of tricky because it's like, I wore the maroon shirt yesterday. I don't want to wear the blue shirt um, today. 
And so we just really, we have to always think about like, what are you going to wear? How are you going to mix it up a little bit? And what's for lunch? So I always like when there are breaks because I truly do get a break, you know, outside of managing the kids, managing the household and working. It's nice when you could just kind of take one of those things off your list, which is school. (laughs) So I have a few things um, planned for us throughout the week. We'll be doing more staycations. Um, We don't really travel until the summer. So we'll, you know, we're here in lovely um, Southern California. So we'll definitely do some beach days. And um, my youngest daughter woke up this morning. She's like, mommy, I dreamed about Disneyland last night. We really got to go to Disney. I was like, oh, how convenient. But I told her, you know, I cannot go to Disneyland at spring break. I, I refuse. We did it one year. I I stay away from um, main attractions like that during vacations because you really cannot enjoy it. I mean, you're standing in line at Disney for two hours for a, a 30 second ride I, that just that doesn't resonate with me and so I had to remind her like remember the last time we went during a holiday or time off and it wasn't pleasant although you know Disney has lots of parades and a lot of um, spectacle if you will so it's not necessarily all about rides but there are just so many people it's like hello like I can't even move so I like to go um, for instance when we do Disneyland we'll go on a Tuesday like when there's nothing there's nothing going on like there's no spring break there's no summer it's just a random Tuesday and it's so lovely and I can tell you once you've experienced that you can't go back like being able to walk onto a ride like I if I have to stand in line for a ride more than 10 minutes I'm done like this isn't worth it to me and we do Mickey's Halloween party um usually in October and that's really nice too because They'll close the park down just for those who have the Mickey's Halloween party pass. And we'll just walk on Space Mountain. We'll walk on the Nemo ride. And it's so lovely. So with that said, I'm not going to be able to do Disneyland during spring break because I don't like to wait in lines and neither do my children. They just conveniently forget until we get there. And then it reminds me and they're crying. And well, not the older ones, but the younger ones and whimpering and saying how much longer. And there's really nothing you can do. And although Disney has the, um, the fast pass or the, you know, I forget what it's called, but, or you can, you know, they give you a time to come back to the ride. Those are great. However, they run out. So you, like my husband will have to go into the park about as soon as they open 7am to get the cars, um, fast pass, like the appointment time. And they only give out so many per day. So it's really crazy. We should get like a um, someone who can tell us how to uh, how to navigate these parks, these theme parks when you have children, because it really is. I mean, the smaller the world gets like people really traveling and just being able to visit wherever. It's like, wow, there are so many people on this planet. And if I can do my best to um, be able to see these attractions and enjoy myself and have peace and not be bumping into people. I'm all for it. And if if that's what I'm signing up for, then sign me out because it's just it's not worth it. It's really not worth it to me. So that will be my spring break. We'll just do things like go to the beach. I might even do Six Flags because we live right up the street from Six Flags. So that's like a no brainer. That's really like we we just one day after school will say, oh, let's just go ride one ride. And I'm grateful for that opportunity because it's it's really nice to live close to a theme park. And honestly, if we live um, in Anaheim near Disney, I would treat Disney that way because I think it's it's fun. Right. And even at Six Flags, we'll go after school on a Monday and just stay for an hour and a half and 
literally ride like three rides and ha- didn't have to wait. So I'm, I like that. I like that life. I'm about that life, right? Let me know. What are you guys into the crowds? Like, are you doing anything for spring break? What, what are you doing? Are you traveling? Because I know traveling by air with family, like little kids, it's crazy, but it's doable. And it's all about like being smart, like choosing your flight times. I know for us, we like to take direct flights because what you find is those connecting flights, while they are a little bit cheaper, they are a headache because a lot of times flights are delayed. And when it's a party of six for me. So if you have a connecting flight and your flight was delayed, you have to get off that flight and run over to three terminals to try to make that connector. So no, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't play those games anymore. We take a connecting flight. So we get on that plane. And but when we get off, we're at our destination because it's just, oh my gosh, like you just learn all these little hacks, you know, because it's just not worth it. Like the the $12 per ticket you would save for a connecting flight is just, it's not, it's not worth it. My sanity is far greater than saving, you know, 12 or $20 here. So let me know what are some of your traveling tips or like when you're out with the kids and there's a crowd, how do you navigate those waters? Because it's, it's definitely a, um, a skill, if you will, a skill (laughs) it is. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to family planet three, six, five, I'm your host, Melina Jackson. And I'm just chatting right now. Um, we're talking about spring break and happy Easter weekend to you and happy good Friday because it's Friday, March 30th. I can't believe it's the end of a March. Um, tomorrow's the last day of March. So looking forward to April and going into the summer. And speaking of summer, we're going to be talking about hosting a foreign exchange student in your home. Is that something you've been thinking about? Something you've heard about? Um, I know one of the things I look forward to talking to Wendy Elgato, who will be here from We Connect, is talking about like, can they babysit? (laughs) And I'm really asking for other people because I know as a mom, when you bring a teenager in your home or someone who's older, it's like, hey, can you um, serve as kind of a babysitter and do your, you know, studies and learn about the culture? So we'll talk about like what's the fine line and best practices for if you are um, planning to host an international student. And especially here in Southern California, that's a big thing. Um, Everybody wants to get to L.A., right? I guess New York. So a lot of the children um, in Europe want or teens in Europe really want to get out here. So maybe you might be a good fit for that type of um, sponsorship or hosting. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I was listening to one of our first episodes and we talked about our favorite, you know, I was like, I want to share some of my favorite things with you. And I've been diligently curating my list. I'm going to put together my top 20 items and services that are in my life that really help me be more efficient. Because I think that for me, that's really critical when you are mothering. I was just thinking this morning You know, I have to get the kids out of the house, like everybody, four kids up, ready to go, lunch pack, homework done, homework folders ready to go. And we have to leave at eight o'clock and they usually wake up about 650. So that gives us a good amount of time. But what I love about our mornings is it's not hectic and there are some systems in place. And I think that's so important because children should when they wake up in the morning especially when they're going to school it shouldn't be like let's hurry up and go grab your backpack you know 
it's like, let's be peaceful about this so that you have a good day and you get off to your, your day, you get off, you know, on a good foot, get up on a good foot. Right. And I think it's so important that we are always finding ways to like tweak what's going on. How can we make this transition or this, um, this system smoother? And especially when you're wrangling children, because I think children really do, um, they pick up on your energy. And if you're going to be frazzled and nervous and rushing all the time, then what do you expect from the children? So I think it's really important that, um, you know, when we have a lot of behavioral problems in schools and I often think, well, what's going on in the home? Because, yeah, we might not want to admit that, like, well, children are going to do what they want to do. Eh, which is partly true. However, it's usually like what's going on in the home. Why is this child behaving this way or acting out, if you will? And I even posted on Instagram recently about um, there's this cute song. It's like, please don't forget to say thank you. Thanks for saying please. And um, it's a song that we used to, we, I learned it on Sesame Street like a few years ago, but it was really cute because it was talking about manners and teaching your children manners. And one of the things that I posted was, you know, when you are practicing good manners, when your children, preschoolers in particular, or even, you know, elementary age or older kids, when you're out and about in the world, and your children witness you being mannerable, like saying thank you, or please, or holding the door for people, they're going to naturally gravitate to that type of mannerism. You're not going to, um, it's like, what does it say? The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. That is so true. And I know I'll get a lot of emails about this or messages, but it's so true. So my thing is, like, if you want your children to be mannerable, um, there was this kindness day. Like, every day is an international something day, right? But there was this kindness day, and they were like, oh, you know, teach your children to be kind. Well, if you're a kind person, if you're a kind parent, you don't really have to teach your children to be kind or have manners. That's going to come with the territory. Sure, you might have to um, remind them from time to time or, um, you know, just talk to them about it. But it's nothing that's really got to be instilled in them because they are like, again, it's like what's going on in the home? How are you behaving? It's like, don't do as I say, do as I do, because that's what children do. They do as you do. They don't do as you say. Right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina. And today we're going to be talking about hosting an international student in your home, um, especially for SoCal residents. um, Or I know that We Connect is really big in Orange County. So I am excited to talk to Wendy Ilgato, who should be calling in soon. And she's going to answer some questions that we might have about, you know, is it safe? Is it okay to have someone in your home? I mean, it's a foreign student coming from, you know, another country, um, potentially putting your children, you know, in at risk, I guess. I mean, I don't want to put that out there, but that's some of the things that come across parents' minds. Like, that's why a lot of times, you know, these programs are actually having a harder time getting parents or families to host because 
a lot of parents are skeptical. A lot of them are like, you know, I don't know if I want to want to put ourselves out there like that. And I totally respect that. I mean, that's something that I would be concerned about as well. But, you know, with those concerns comes what education and with education comes what empowerment. And when you know what you know, then you are better able to make decisions based on your knowledge and not fear. So I'm going to introduce our guest today, Wendy Ogato, who has been hosting foreign exchange students or international students in her home for over 10 years. She's hosted 50 plus international students. And she says now her children are looking to travel again and meet up with their brothers and sisters from other countries because they've just become so accustomed to having international students in their home and they feel a connection. And so now it's like, you know, I have family all over the world. And Wendy Ogato is, she's a coordinator. She's an area coordinator for We Connect. We is like the French word, yes. So it's We Connect, which started in 2014 as an international student exchange program that strives to build an international family full of love, fun, and culture. And through their different programs, students, young adults, and families around the world are connected forever with an experience that is unforgettable. And that is straight off the website, guys. I hope you didn't notice I was reading that. But I think that was, you know, I wanted to get it straight because I keep saying foreign exchange, but I noticed they say international exchange. So we're going to find out if there is a difference and which one is more politically correct. So I welcome you, Wendy Elgato. Hi, Wendy. Hi, thank you. Thank you for being on the show today. Did you hear my intro? I did. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, good, good. You're welcome. So, Wendy, tell me a little bit. I know in your bio it says you've been hosting um, international students for over 10 years. How did you get into this? Like, are you how many children do you have? Like, why why did you take interest in hosting? It's crazy. Um, In 2007, um, a friend of mine was leading a group with another company and um, she needed host fa- uh, families. And so someone said, oh, Wendy just moved into a house. I think she's got a room. You, you know, call her. And so we took in two boys from Norway. And the next summer, the girl that was running the program couldn't do it anymore. So I took over in leadership. We had such an awesome time that first summer with these two boys. Um they were 16 and 17 years old. So now you can see they're into their twenties. They're having careers. And, um, Andreas has kept in touch. He's come back and visited. My son is actually going to Norway in May and he's going to reconnect with our first student and some other Norwegians we've had over the years. So Wendy, you found out about the two teenage boys (laughs) who needed a host home or host family. And immediately you were like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Like there were no, yeah, just, just sounded interesting, fascinating. We just wanted to get to know another culture and Norway is awesome. We've really enjoyed our Norwegian students and over the years, yeah, we've had over 50 plus students and we've had, oh my goodness, Spain, France, China, Russia, Germany, Austria, Sweden. Um, Wow. 
can't even think. I don't know. Lots. <laughs> okay. So you, did you have to go through like a process or, um, and how, tell me about your children. So at the time they were, how old when you hosted? Oh, let's see. So my youngest would have been seven oh. and then nine, 11 and 13. Wow. That's when we first started. Yeah. And so now my oldest, is now 25 and he's the one that's going to Norway but we have taken our children we have gone to Spain France Italy um, Scotland and our students have met us and if they're not from their country they have flown over with their bedrolls and they have (laughs) slept on our apartment floors that we've rented just to be with us and traveled with us one kid said he had never seen the Vatican City and we took him with us and wow. he was from Italy. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. So you really are making connections. Yeah. But, Wendy, you didn't have any reservations at first? Like you were just, I'm just speaking for like someone who's listening to this for the first time. And it's like, you know, you're a mom and you're welcoming welcoming two foreign students into your home. Nothing came well, up Well, the companies do have a process of meeting with the students. And OC... Uh, is the company I'm with currently, and they um, actually have family members that screen the students in the countries there, and it's a family-based business, and then they connect with the son who has started the business in Southern California. So they actually are meeting the students, the parents, uh, one-on-one, And then there's a long application they fill out so that we get to know the family. They write letters. They send photos. Um, And once you're connected, you can Skype with the family. I've met the family dog and, you know, grandparents and done, you know, webcam, face chatting, all that fun stuff, getting to know the family before the student even arrives. Oh, okay. And so how long is that process? So you do, like you said, the Skyping and the application process. How long would you say well, the, that? Well, the students generally arrive in June or July, okay. and we try to get host families matched as early as October, November. Um, oh. So, you know, they could be having a long developed relationship the sooner they sign up. Um, but, you know, if you get the application one month, we try not to go any closer than a month. You know, you'll have at least one month to get to know your students. So. Um, It's great. I mean, technology today, it's just crazy how you can get to meet everybody in the family and see where they live. And yeah, I love that. And okay, so you host your first two boys. And then when did you decide to go into the business? (laughs) So that the next year, 2008, I became the program leader and I had 30 students from Norway and then the next year was another 30 students, and they split it Norway and Sweden. And up until about, uh, let's see, 2011, I then started getting international groups, and they would send 120 students. And I would get three or four countries, Hong Kong and China, and, uh, and then they would mix it with Italians and French and Spanish. So it would it'd be an international group. So the common denominator was English and all the students were here learning English. Okay. So they, that's, that's the ultimate goal to come in and get the experience of living in the English, like a English speaking home and being in the English speaking culture. 
Right. Wow. And so well, you can then, go ahead. The the um the other part of um OC is they also have an exchange program. Okay. So you could get to know your students and then they would stay with you for three weeks and then your child could travel home to that student's home and stay in their home for three weeks. So it's a true exchange program they also have available. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because in my opening I talked about foreign exchange and then international student. So is that what foreign exchange is? That's really why it's called that, right? Because it's a true exchange? Right, so one of the programs is an immersion, which is mostly the students come to just be in a host family and just be immersed in the language, the culture, we call it the American way because a lot of them, uh, students learn English, you know, the Queen's English, Mm -hmm. and they come over with those accents and Mm -hmm. spelling words with those extra letters. And we say, no, the American way, and we teach them the fun slang and uh, what goes on here. And so that's the immersion portion. And then the other program is the true exchange where the student will come here and your child will go with them. Okay, so basically what I hear you saying is you can opt to do the exchange program, but that you don't have, that's not a requirement. Correct. Okay. Okay, because I was thinking that if you have the, if the international student came over here, then you have to send your child to their home as well. But that's one of the options. That's just an option. Yeah, which is great if you have a child who's learning Spanish or French mm-hmm. here. I mean, it's the same thing for them. They're going to go live with that family, learn the culture, and be immersed in that language. That's a great opportunity. And that's why so many of these parents want their children in uh, foreign countries to come here, especially China. If they ever get a chance to live in an American home, that is one leg up for them to progress in their country uh, for a job. Oh, having lived for them. Okay, so having lived in an American home. Oh, yes. Oh, why is yeah, that? Yeah, that, that, that can set the differences for college and for life experiences. They think they, I mean, as much as goes on in this political crazy world yeah. right now, this political correctness, mm-hmm. these foreign students anxiously want to come to America and learn our customs, even uh, eight years ago, teaching Chinese students how to take a handshake, a firm wow. handshake for business. It was very important. Wow, the things we take lightly, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, Wendy, what would you say, though, how, how does a family know that they're a right candidate for hosting an exchange student or a, a, an I international student? flexibility and uh, patience um, you know, you, you never know what could be said or translated. And so, you know, you've got Google Translator and we rely a lot on computers. And although in the course of 10 years, my students that come to the United States, their English is a little bit better than it was 10 years ago because of all the access to YouTubes and Netflix uh-huh. and, you know, all these things, they can hear English more frequently. But if the family is you know, willing to learn about a culture. And, you know, you don't want to say something's better. We just want to say it's different. Okay. Not that America has all the answers and is better, Mm -hmm. but it's different. 
and that seems to be a common denominator in the world and future is learning English. And so this is what these students want for their future. And the parents see that this is what they need to survive in their country for jobs. So it's very important to allow these families they're not picking kids up off the street. These are families oh, okay. who are paying to have their children come here. They're educated. They want this for their student, for their own child to benefit the future. That's a good point because then it is a certain demographic that you're, that OC is attracting into the program because the parents Correct. are funding this program. The parents from the international countries are funding for their child to come over to the U.S., so it's, right, it's kind of different, right. you know, in my mind, like, I'm like, okay, somebody just random person just showing up, but no, that's not the case. So there's a lot of no. vetting and like you said, the application process and the getting to know the the student that a lot of that goes into place. Now, what type of cost though, Wendy is incurred on the family who wants to host and if they want their student to go, their child to go over as an exchange, like, well, how do you budget this? Does this get in the way of like planning for college or how do, how, what's the, well, what is the cost? You have your flight cost. So if you're going to talk about being an exchange student, then you're paying for your ticket, the student's paying for their ticket, and then they're living in your home. So whatever food, meals, activities you do, that student is part of your family, and vice versa in the exchange program. When your child goes to their home, whatever meals and activities and excursions that they do, your child is part of that. So for the excursion portion, there's a fee to connect everyone for insurance and things like that. And then you have your airfare. Then when you have just an immersion student coming, it's a three-week program. And the first two weeks, whatever your family does, the student does with you including your meals, and so you want to budget for the child to have meals with you. The third week of an immersion program, we have scheduled events for the OC student, which the families can join in at their cost, but we'll go to Universal, uh, we'll take a trip to the beach, I'm actually taking my group to uh, whale watching and a baseball game Wow! this summer. And those events are paid for um, through OC. So the family's not paying for the student to attend. But if the family wanted to go, they would let me know and I would get extra tickets if possible at our student rate so they could join in or at least send one of their children with us. We have no problem, you know, doing that. Okay. So um, your food expense. Um, but there is a possibility with OC to have um, a little bit of money to offset your um food expense. It's mm -hmm. not a, a large amount, but it's a small amount. Um, over the course of the years, um, you know, families want to be paid a right. large sum of money. They're looking to make money and not get to know the students. And oh, when okay. there isn't money exchanged, then it's more like the student's part of the family. There's no expectations on either side, except you're part of the family. I like that. that. So sense. it's not, don't look at it as a way to make money, so to speak. You're really providing an experience. And there's a, a, a small stipend, I, su I suppose, to help offset yeah. the cost. But that's a good point <clears throat> because then it's like your the motive is different when it's like there's a paycheck attached to it. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Correct. Wow. I mean, there's some people who take in students year long with other organizations, but they're looking to make money off their room. And you know, it's it's a totally different dynamic, like renting to a renter. 
Um, but with our program, this is like they become your family. This is an extension of your family. And we have families with no children. I have retired okay. senior citizens that just love to travel and they share their travel experiences and the students stay with them. My parents host, my mom is, should I say over the air, but she's, you know, 75 and my dad's 85 wow. and they've been hosting for eight years and they take students, they'll take two to four students uh, in their home and they will join our family with our students and it's just a huge get together fun every it's like a summer fun for my kids wow huge family affair that's a family affair did you turn your parents on yeah. to that or is it something they've always <laughs> yeah about? okay that's cool that's cool that they're they're open to that opportunity you know and i'm sure that yeah. keeps them young and alive too now that i think about it <laughs> you oh know? yeah because they like to go to the, the ball games uh-huh. and the amusement parks as well Oh, that's awesome. Now, Wendy, so I love that you talked about the cost because that's what I was coming from the perspective. Like, this is a great way. You know, you said it's kind of like renting out your room, but it's deeper than that with OC. Like, this is about extending your family and actually creating the relationship. And so that kind of takes the edge off a little bit for me. So we had one student who came uh, from China and he watches YouTube uh, television from Australia. So his English was spot on (laughs) and he had a very uh, Australian accent. So you look at this very traditional Chinese student with this heavy Australian English accent and uh, spent time, you know, I always caution the kids. Sometimes it's difficult to talk about religion or politics, mm-hmm. so try to get to know the family. Mm-hmm. But this student wanted these questions, and he asked my dad every night these deep questions. And they spent all this time conversing and, and learning about each other's culture. And at the end of the program, he just hugged my dad and said, this was awesome, because my dad would never talk these yeah. things with me, and I've learned so much. Wow. And that's priceless. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's amazing. Okay. Well, Wendy, what, but what can go wrong? Like, I, it's, I know we talked well, briefly. I mean, what, what can go wrong in, in this process? You know, you have to take the time. That's where the patience falls in and teach them. Because if you've ever traveled to Europe, plumbing is very different. And the way, um, you know, they use the restrooms. And so in some countries, they don't put any paper down the toilet. They'll put it in the trash can, and you'll wonder why your trash can's full of, you know, yucky paper. Uh, Oh, uh, really? Right. And then (laughs) some of them don't understand what can and can't be flushed because, like, oh, well, I'm here and things can be flushed, and they want to flush more things. And so you just have to teach them what's proper and um, I know for some of the real traditional Chinese students or some of the other countries, turning on the shower, getting into the shower, you know, you want to show them how to do that. It's different. So, um, and I n- never let them use my washing machine. I wash their clothes for them. Oh. But, you know, you can teach them. It depends on how mature they are. But definitely just showing them the things of your home. You know, do you want dishes in the dishwasher? Do you want dishes in the sink? You know, and a lot of times international students do not travel with their families and they're used to spending a lot of time by themselves in their rooms. 
And so you have to coax them and maybe they don't feel secure in their language. And so you have to mm-hmm. coax them, you know, come on out. Our family's watching a movie together. We're going to be eating dinner in five minutes. Do you want to help prep? You know, so you just need to pull them out and and let them know you really want them to be a part of what's going on in your home. And, and they'll get it. They will. Because they'll pick up. Okay, that's a good point because... Like you said, that I was wondering, like when you mentioned patience, I, I wasn't quite sure um, at first, but now I get it. You know, as far as like you said, the culture is yeah. different, how they use certain things and even staying in their room. They're used to being alone or used to traveling alone. And it's so easy. Oh, and like, then they'll travel everywhere, too. You know, look at uh-huh. the countries are so close together. Uh-huh. You know, you can have a Spanish student traveling to all over Europe and and then the Americans are like, oh, wow, they must have a lot of money because it's so far. But you have to realize in their country, they can travel around to so many countries very easily. Yeah. They don't have the large air expense that we have mm-hmm. from here to Europe. So, um, you know, they're going to be very well versed in traveling to other countries and cultures and being more um, independent than our children. I get that. Okay. What? I I have a question here, Wendy, about you've heard of Mm -hmm. au pair, the au pair. um, Oh, the au pair program? Yeah. So I I put that here because I'm aware of au pair, but an au pair, for those of you who are listening, is when you bring a foreign exchange or an exchange student or an international student, because you're not going to exchange with them, but an international student over that helps with childcare as well. Is that correct? That's, That's a good way to put it, right, Wendy? Right. So there are companies that deal with an au pair and um, they you screen them and interview them and they will become part of your family. A little bit of some pay because they're taking care of your children while you're working um, or away most of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, OC hasn't done an au pair program here in California yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I have been with companies that do au pairs, um, and I'm just not currently in, involved in it right now. But it's definitely um, another way of having an international influence. I know learning Chinese is very important for some um, international business families. And, and so sometimes, you know, you might get an au pair that's speaking Chinese or Spanish or French so that your child will learn the language at home in preparation for the family business or something like that. Okay. And I bring that up to say that with the international student program, you're not bringing a student over here through that program to help with childcare. This is strictly for their experience and their immersion. Yeah. Strictly with OC, the program is for them to be immersed into the culture. It's not like you have to entertain them every day. They understand that we work and we have lives. Um, but someone should be home, whether you've got another teenage child or maybe one spouse stays home and one spouse works. Um, that's a possibility. But with the summer immersion program, there should be someone home so the student's not home alone um, oh. because they're wanting to be around uh, people. Okay. And but it's not like the family has to take them to Disneyland and Magic Mountain. You know, you don't have do to go every, every day, day someplace. Yeah, but just have a, someone present. Correct. I mean, if your family's going on a camping trip, then, you know, take the student with you on the camping trip. We just have to know where you're at. 
for emergency purposes to get a hold of you, but we've had several students that have traveled with our host families. Awesome. Wendy, can you tell us a little bit more about if um, the listeners want to get more information? Is there an information session? How do you get into um, hosting an international student? What can um, we, how do we reach you? Well, the OC does have a website, um, and you'd want to mention my name, Wendy, okay. for the Santa Clarita area because they do have other programs in Orange County and Temecula and different areas. So um, that would be the We Connect um, website. And then um, you could contact me um, through my cell number. I don't know if that needs to go out like this right now or contact you and you'd have that cell number on file. Sure. I'll put the website in the Um, show notes so you can click on that link and it will take them right to the page that I found your lovely bio on. I could do that. Great. Because it's We Connect, guys. It's O-U-I dash connect dot com. So We Connect. Not like We, W-E, but We as in We um, Connect. Yes. Because the company started in France. So that's their fun little play on words. Yeah, We. Yes, Connect. I love that. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share, Wendy? Because my biggest takeaway was that with the OC program, we want to make sure that this is something that we really are vested in from a sense of time or uh, wanting to really experience the culture and have our children experience the culture of an international student. This is not a moneymaker. You're not a foster home and you might get an offset, a stipend to help with food, but that's not the place to come from. It's really coming from a place of wanting the experience. So that's the clarity that I needed today. Yeah, because I wasn't yeah, quite sure, definitely. you know, I wasn't quite sure. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you getting the word out there. And um, it's a great experience. You know, it if you, you get one student, you could totally connect with one may not be as much, but then you've had that other country. You know, it's just like people you meet in life at work. Mm hmm. And it's just a really, I've, I've had some where I'm connected with the families and I've, I've met the parents. They've come to my house. I've gone to their house. We've talked. Wow. Um, we've shared life experiences. I've had some where their parents have died. And so we've you know reached out to them. I've had a student who stayed with me several times and he went through leukemia and he survived. But, wow. you know, you get to be part of that life experience with them. And so the world does great. become smaller for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Having those connections, true connections. Well, that's awesome, Wendy. So, Wendy Ildago. Did I say that right? Yeah. Because I said Ilgado. Yeah. It's Ildago. It's, Ildago. It's Spanish. Well, my husband was born in Chile. Chile. Um, but the last name is Spanish, so the H is silent. So, Hidalgo. Hidalgo. H-I-D-A-L-G-O. Hidalgo. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. I like to practice pronouncing things. It just it's fun to me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Wendy. Happy Easter weekend to you, and I appreciate. Oh, you, being you too. Here. All right, talk to you later. Thank you so much. You're Bye. welcome. Bye bye. All right, so that was our guest, Wendy Eldago from We Connect. I hope you've learned some things today. We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back with you and share my first favorite thing off of my list. You don't want to miss it. Talk to you in a minute. 
irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on L.A. Talk Radio. All right, and welcome back. If you're just tuning in, it's Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson. And we just finished our interview with Wendy Oldago from We Connect, talking about what you may want to consider if you want to host an international student in your home. And it was such a lovely interview because, see, again, that's what it's about, getting information. I didn't know a lot of the things, you know, until I talked to Wendy. And it's just really cool to hear that you really do connect with the, the teens or the young adults who come into your home. And I now understand what the exchange is about because some families have the international student come to their home for a few weeks and then their child goes to that student's home. Can you imagine? Like, I don't know if I'm quite ready to let my um, teens go that route just yet, but I'm open. I'm open to it. And that's really what it's all about here at Family Planet 365, just getting the information digesting the information and then making intelligent choices from the information that we've received. Right. So we don't have to be fearful or saying we don't know because everything we want to know is available to us. All we do is have to listen to podcasts like this or Google it. (laughs) I always say Google it because everything is figure outable. And I get that from Marie Forleo, who is a, a marketing expert, but everything is figure outable. So whether you're a parent of one or many, Family Planet 365 is your show. Um, I hope that you have subscribed by now because Family Planet 365 is on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can listen live on L.A. Talk Radio every Friday at noon. And once you're done listening, leave a five-star review because that's how we get found. When people are talking about it in a positive way, then other listeners will find us and subscribe and the bigger our community becomes and the more impact we make on the lives of families. So, okay, I'm going to share my fave. All right. Costco. (laughs) All right. Um, this is not a sponsorship. It's not a commercial. I wish it was, but it's not Costco. So if you're listening and you're in Southern California or like even on the East coast, there's a Costco near you. I highly recommend this bulk buying program system store. The membership is amazingly affordable and it's annual. Not only do you get low cost gas, which is um, it gives you good mileage because you get the 91 octane for way cheaper than what you'll see at the regular um, gas stations. But going into Costco, like getting your bulk, like the stuff for lunch. um, Remember I told you I had to pack lunch every day. So it's nice to go get the applesauce or get the juice boxes, um, grab a pair of jeans here and there, right? And although my teen daughter's like, I'm not wearing jeans from Costco, but the little ones don't know and they're okay with it. I mean, now it's the summer's coming. There are swimsuits there. It's really like your one-stop shop. And I highly recommend it because it does help keep your family efficient in a sense where you plan your monthly run. Like Costco is not a place that I go every week. I go once a month. And I have my list and I know what I need. And we do that. We've even started buying our uh, multivitamins from Costco because it just makes sense um, just to get that bulk and be done with it. Because I'm really big on 
setting it and forgetting it. If I have to constantly be thinking about it, then that's stress in my life. That's something that's not making my life easier. So what can I do to, what do I need for the month to help us run smoother? Help me not have to run to the store all the time. And Costco is one of those places. Now, I know that in the South, there's Sam's Club. So it's equivalent to Costco. I mean, it's a bulk, it's a place where you can go and buy bulk. One of the things that used to stress me out though about Costco was like having to store all that stuff. Like you get a big 24 case of paper towels, you have to find somewhere to put that stuff. So what do you do? You organize your garage for your bulk items. So you could do your garage or your pantry, but it's really about getting organized. And that's what Costco has allowed me to provide for my family, a sense of efficiency and organization. And that's something we're going to be talking about um, in our upcoming shows in April. It's like, how do we get organized? It's really important. You don't have to be like a type A personality to have everything, you know, perfect in your home because I'm the type of mom that I don't I don't mind if my kids draw on my wall. Like they're gonna be children for the next three years, they'll grow out of it. I'm not that mom, but I like an organized home. It's different from being, you know, it's gotta be so clean. I like it organized. So that's my fave. My top fave right now is Costco. You're listening to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson. It's been super fun to have you tune in today. Don't forget to leave a five-star review, find us on iTunes, subscribe, and share. I'll be back with you next Friday at noon, top of the hour, Pacific Standard Time. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. Until next time, don't forget, you can have it all. Bye. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on L.A. Talk Radio.